Windows. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There before the grace of God filled me. show everybody it is the chad duke show i am chad duke appreciate you checking out the program and this free gratis modality of conveyance slam bang did i get it right slam bang exciting and energetic suck my dick told you god damn uh damn a slam bang action cartoon there you go wow slam bang week for your pals it was uh a monstrous week on the show today. We had, we, we had some big interviews, big segments. We had uh, some fun contra, con- controversy. We had it all. Get a little taste of it today. But man, I got a lot to talk about today, Tor. I was thinking about, I was thinking about just saying, make it a regular show. But I was like, fuck it, it's nice out. Um, <laughs> it's fucking gorgeous out today. Did you see it? Oh yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Been uh, t-shirt and shorts today. What? You make no sense to me at all. The whole fucking summer, you have worn a sweatsuit into work, uh, and now it's 70 degrees out, and now you're wearing t-shirt and shorts. You got to explain that to me. I got to keep you on your toes. No, I think you're mentally ill. You're not taking me on my toes. I think you need to fucking be kept in some one of those jackets and ties in the back with the sleeves. A, a lot of it is laundry-based. Oh, okay. Say. All right. Well, now some, now some honesty. I noticed you're wearing your Eastside Dave shirt. Oh, I love it. It is a good one. It is a good one. He was, uh, what was that, a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, three weeks ago, I think. I tell you, man, I got a story about that. So um, real quick, thanks for checking out the show. Basically, we put up a free episode every Friday to tantalize and uh, be prov- uh, provocateur. Provocatate? What's the word there? What's the verb there? Oh, uh... There's a word there. If you are a provocateur, then what what are you doing? Provoking? Maybe. Uh, That doesn't sound right. Provocative? Anyway, we want you to sign up for the weekly show is basically what I'm fucking saying. We charge for that one. So if you like this, uh, which is... I'm dubious. Uh, go on over to ChadDukeShow.com and subscribe. It's uh, it's all there. And uh, it's very good to be here with you on a Friday in the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Money Monk's Barbecue. Monk's Barbecue and Percival. Of course, Monk also is in charge of all the, well, a bunch of different things out at Flying Ace Farm. I was out there last past weekend. 
absolutely gorgeous. And if the weather is going to be like this this weekend, you would be a goddamn fool if you don't head out to Flying Ace Farm. Check out the digs. It's a bit of a haul, but it is definitely worth it. And I, uh, I hear tell... The Money Monk put in a cameo up here already in the fortress uh, this morning, which is very interesting considering how far away he lives. And he came to see uh, my executive producer. Of course, you all know him as the Colossal. What is he? What are you now? The Colossal Grouper? The Goliath Grouper. He's the Goliath Grouper. He is the Hooting Colossus. He is the Mahi Mahi Mangler. He is the Jolly Ogre, Big Smoke, the Cold Soldier, the Great Falls Sasquatch. Gigantor, uh, what was Monk doing up here? I saw, I saw you guys on the cam. <laughs> I started yelling at Tor through the cam today. <laughs> you always look very uncomfortable whenever I'm communicating with you through the cam. It's a weird, weird happening when you're just when you know you're up here, you're doing work. Yeah, yeah. You know, when someone else is in here, you're like, okay, I'm doing work. I can feel them looking at me. Or I sure. Can, but then when I hear the camera, Tor. <laughs> What are you doing, buddy? Is that how it sounds? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like sitting back here. And I know he can't see, but he, but he knows I'm sitting here. Oh, I knew you were there. Did Monk come by? <laughs> I've been I've been watching for quite a while. I'm like, oh, what does he, he see? Todd and Monk come by. You will go to the Dagobah system. That's I was giving him instructions. Um, yeah, I saw the Monk came by. When, I was on the bowl, by the way, when I was doing all that. <laughs> That's great. Sure. I, was having, I was having evacuation as, as all that was going on. Why was uh, Money Monk in the studio today? Well, uh, Monk made an, an error that many have made. Boy, I tell you what, that horse's assery is omnipresent. No one seems to learn that lesson, do they? Uh, yesterday, we had a great show, and uh, Monk was great. He came with gifts, and he came with sandwiches. Man, you go and bring Italian subs up here. You can get away with a lot. You can take those bathroom keys and stick them up your ass, as far as I'm concerned. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And he, he left, and then I think about 3 p.m. yesterday, we got a picture of the bathroom keys yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he, he took with him accidentally. He uh, pulled what I like to call a tuber, <laughs> where he puts the keys in his front pocket and confidently walks out of here. For those of you that are uh, curious, we only have one set of bathroom keys up here in the studio. We're very low rent. I suppose we can make some copies, but I, I like holding people accountable. It's like, fucking don't walk out of here. I have never walked out of here with the bathroom keys. I've been coming up here for years now. It's never once happened. And I feel like if I can do it, anyone could do it. But he drove all the way back here from uh, Percival this morning to drop him off. He did. He, I told him I'd be up in the studio here today at 11. He was here at 11. Did and you tell him you were, you were holding a big shit? Because that's what you told oh, me. Oh, boy, I was. I, oh, was Jesus. A, we were... We were Gross. It was getting pretty close to, to crunch time. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and by crunch time, you're going to go sitting on that toilet and do some crunching. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Your doctor crunches, I believe. I, I needed him this morning. Oh, what I would say. oh, gross. Did you go downstairs to your dungeon? I didn't go to the dungeon. Tor shits in a dungeon here at the fortress. It's really disturbing. Like, I, I kind of want to make a video. I just don't know if the video will convey, Tor, how creepy the basement is at this place. Because I'm not kidding you, the air is different down there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's more humid or basement-like, but it physically feels different um, in the basement of this building than it, is, than it does up here. It is creepier. And I'm, and maybe it's the, the smells of it being on the bottom floor. Sure. And we're at the top floor. I guess we, we, we might have the freshest air. Uh, down there, it's a different beast because we also don't it's also darker. We also don't encounter anybody. So like, I feel like if I was in that basement and I bumped into someone, I probably would just start screaming and waving my arms over my head. Yeah, it's a scary place. But it has a one uh, a one seater with uh, a door lock. Optimal uh, workplace shitting. It's perfect. Yeah. But it is scary. Uh, you, you opted for the what? The middle floor? Yeah. The bagel place is right over there, man. That's like the highest traffic fucking shitter in the building is the only problem. 
Oh, I went. Uh, oh, middle floor. I met. I met second floor. Second floor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, middle floor. I count the first floor right. because then there's the basement. Um, and then two days ago, I saw a lawyer going into the second floor. You know, in his suit. I'm like, I'm not gonna do no, this. No, and you yeah. know that they're all pent up. Yeah, exactly. They got all their nerves are frayed. They got all the diet issues. They've been drinking <laughs> coffee all morning. They got to pay off those fucking loans, like those people. <laughs> and they just. I mean, we've encountered. I don't want to belabor the point, but we've. How many times have you caught one of those guys in a suit and they're taking a really weird shit and then trying to clean up and make sure that he walks out of that stall door while you're still in the bathroom so you can look him dead in the eyes? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it, but it's happened too many times for me to say, all right, I'm going to go find the empty one. It's, it's going to be worth the walk down the stairs. I fucking leave immediately. The second I see those stupid feet under the goddamn doors, I get right <laughs> out of there. Uh, there's a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, last night was one goddamn, uh, man, may I say, a slam bang NFL debut for the kickoff. Uh, Ed Sheeran can suck it from the back. That was <laughs> so fucking embarrassing. And then... I, I just the commercials now are just unbearable. It is all just emotional porn. Everything is a soft, like emotionally charged song. And I never know what it's about. Like if they're selling car insurance or they're selling fucking uh, subway sandwiches, everything is trying to get out there and get some sort of emotional vibe. I got to mute the commercials now. They're so terrible for football games. Um, there's one that's for uh, Applebee's. Where it's just like a 30 second TikTok video of everybody dancing and they don't even show the food. And I'm like, how the fuck do you think this is going to get people in to buy your shitty food in Applebee's? How do you think this is going to take place? Nobody knows how to appeal to young people at all. And they just clumsily just fumble with the bra strap of advertising to try to do it. That being said, um, fucking fabulous game. Just absolutely maybe the perfect football game. I, I couldn't have enjoyed it more. The fact that the stadium was full was awesome. Um, it was mostly Buccaneers fans, which I actually was surprised. I've been to a couple of Bucks games, and you know they got a they got a similar situation as we got up here in the D.C. area, where people move there. You know, if you if you live in a place where people move, it's very odd because they don't want to live where they live, but they want to continue to root for their team when they come to where you live, which is where they want to live. Now, that doesn't necessarily apply to the Dallas Cowboys. If the Dallas Cowboys go anywhere, there's going to be that many Cowboys fans. I think we know that, unless it's like Lambeau or uh, maybe Arrowhead. You know, I could think of yeah. like Foxborough, perhaps like that. But Tampa, I forgot who said this. I'm trying to remember who said it. I don't want to take credit for this line because I always think it's so appropriate. And they, and they explained Florida. They said, if you can reach out your window in your backyard and pick a grapefruit, you don't need football. And I was like, yeah, that's really appropriate hmm. because where is football massive? Think about it. Milwaukee, uh, Buffalo, Cleveland, Chicago, Pittsburgh. These are horrible places. Yeah. You know, I mean, Chicago's a good fine city, but I'm saying most of these are horrible landlocked, 12 fucking inches of snow on the ground for seven months. I, I mean, you need football in these places you absolutely and i love football but like you just need it way more and i learned that in in phoenix it's like what there was just nobody goes to any of the games and why would you like do you fucking it's you know 75 degrees uh in february i mean there's just so much shit there's constantly triathlons and car shows and beer festivals and outdoor concerts it's just you don't need it as badly and i would say tampa miami is the pinnacle of that but tampa it, it applies um, but there was mostly Tampa fans, and they seemed uh, they seemed a little ginned up, which was good. Um, 
Tom Brady's unbelievable. He's just fucking unbelievable. You're just there's never he's the and I know you can make the argument at whatever you need to about the way that the games have changed, about the elongated seasons, whatever you're gonna say. The fact that that guy is that age, and they threw the graphic up of him and my dude Steve DeBerg, who of course was a quarterback for your Atlanta Falcons, yep. but also a million. You know how many Steve DeBerg football cards I have? I think he played for. Look up how many fucking teams Steve DeBerg played for. By the way, I don't know why I always loved him because he was always. He, I sort of got the whole time he played football, he was in his forties. It was very weird. Um, I mean, Tom, I could you know three hundred seventy nine yards, four touchdowns. He was just fucking unbelievable. I mean, the fact that Antonio Brown was. I mean, he was a Mississippi half step away from you're just going to go to jail. Like your life is fucking over. Not just not play football again. Right. And it's not just that Tom Brady. It's not just that he's amazing with Brady. It's the fact that Tom Brady would stick his neck out for that dude when he was as toxic as you possibly. I mean, the videos of his kids being taken away by the cops and he's screaming and cursing the allegations that were coming through on him. And just I'm like, well, no, of course, he's never going to play football ever again. Um, but. He's walking the straight and narrow. He is still one of the best wide receivers in the league, I guess. I don't know. And that's all. It's got to be Brady. The, the fact that he would risk, you know, everything to have that guy be a part of what he's doing and then have it pay dividends. And by the way, he, he doesn't seem to be doing anything crazy anymore. Um, Mike Evans was a non-factor in that game, was a non-factor in that fucking game. They couldn't figure out how to run the football at all. Ronald Jones putting the ball all over the carpet. Um, I didn't know Giovanni Bernard even signed with that fucking team, man. That got a three-headed monster, but they're fumbling the football left and right. All those guys are putting the ball on the carpet and it just didn't fucking matter. Um, cause you knew Brady was going to take them down the field and yeah. they were going to score and they were going to win. It's, it's unfucking believable. And, and the, it, I swear to God tour, it casts a huge, if Mac Jones is a pro bowler this year, I mean, people are picking the fucking Patriots to go to the AFC championship game. If that happens, then maybe this conversation changes. It's always and ever evolving. But they were wrong. Belichick was wrong. And it's it's unbelievable um, to watch that guy play at, at that age. He's he's the best. Um, that being said, the Cowboys look great. They look fucking awesome. I mean, they still have problems on deep. By the way, the, the, the Buccaneers deserve extra credit. I think they lost three different players in their secondary during the course of that fucking game. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely nuts. And they lost the golden boy, Sean Murphy Bunting, who, by the way, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, maybe they're getting like $50 of fucking mention every time they say that guy's name. But at first I was excited he got hurt because I'm like, oh, good, they can't say his name anymore. But then they he got hurt, so they just said his name even more. Every single fucking time something happened in the goddamn secondary, they're like, well, they're missing Sean Murphy Bunting. I'm like, there's other players on this team. I understand he's got a hyphen in his name, and for whatever reason, you're a simpleton. You like to repeat that as many times as possible. Please tell me you noticed that. Am I the only one that notices they say that? I felt like we talked about that during the playoffs last year. We did. That was early show conversations. I think at the oh. beginning of the show, that was one of the first <laughs> first week conversations we had was about Sean Murphy Bunting. And that's why I'm so I said, ha-ha, Clinton Dick's out of the league, because that's the only other one they say more than this dude's name. I mean, Collinsworth... I, I don't, I don't get as mad at Collinsworth as everybody else does. Yeah. I think that that job is going to constantly be criticized. Um, I, I think he does a pretty good job. He, he does annoy me at times. But anyone that sits in that fucking chair, unless his name is John Madden. By the way, they played a John Madden clip last night of Tom Brady. Like They, they had some clip. I think it was after they won the first Super Bowl. And they had this sign where it said Tom Brady parking only. It's just Madden talking about what type of career he thought Tom Brady was going to have. Mm -hmm. And it just fucking like it hit me like a truck. I was like, oh, my God, I miss that dude. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe how long I listened to him talk about football with Pat Summerall and then how long it's been 
since that's been a thing. Like they've gone through two or three generations of fucking play-by-play guys. Did you did you ever get to hear Madden? Call? He was he was my first Sunday night football guy. He was? Yeah. Just the fucking best. Just the best. Awesome. Um yeah, I don't does he he doesn't do any voice work at all for the game anymore, does he? I don't think so, no. I think he's just uh doing his uh going in God to the darkness him. bit. Just, I love him. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, good for him going into the darkness. Well, I, <laughs> it's it, a weird bit. It is it's a, weird a weird way, way to, to say, say it, it, but you know. Gene Hackman, it's, it's you know, we talked about this. It's what Sean Connery did. I have a lot of respect for people that can do that because yeah. it must be very difficult. Um, anyway, uh, the, the 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 Dallas has got problems with their defense, but they also are out there against, you know, just probably the best offense in the uh, NFC. They looked really good. Dak Prescott was – he's a fucking machine. I mean, I, you can't say enough about how good Dak Prescott looked last night, and he was getting – Beat up and and, and Tor. If you're gonna have, they were showing the incisions on either side of his ankle, and you're gonna do the rehab he had to go through. Like, you don't want to take that guy out there and say, "Hey, man, you're gonna have to throw it 58 times tonight, and you're gonna have to." And if you don't, we don't have any chance in this game. Um, you don't want to put him in that spot, and that's the spot they put him in. And he responded, and he had he had it. He had it right there for him. The defense came up with a couple of decent takeaways. I don't know what was going on with Tampa Bay in the fucking fourth quarter. They just could not stop turning the ball over. But it was. Um, just a fabulous game, and uh, I, I tried not to do what I criticize everybody for doing because a couple of just a little context. I um, Greg Zerline is yeah. the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who do you think out of all of the available kickers to pick up? I did not draft a kicker. I never draft a kicker. I always wait till right before the season begins because I like to see if somebody gets hurt. I drafted Diami Brown this year for, for it was my last pick, and what happens? Curtis Samuel looks like he's not going to be able to go. I get to keep this kid, see if he finds, you know, fucking finds the end zone a couple of times, whatever, that maybe I found somebody that I can spin off or put in a flex position. I like to gamble that way in fantasy football drafts. So I had to pick up a kicker. I've been telling you all week I thought this was going to be a shootout. I see Dallas's stupid kicker is available. I pick him up. Mm. And what does that motherfucker do? Miss kicks. <laughs> Extra points. He's fucking shanking them all over the goddamn field. And I'm just sitting there beating my head against the fuck. Like, how, how did this fucking happen? So I was trying not to let that take away from my ability because I had some people over to the house last night. It was a beautiful fucking night in Northern Virginia. I got the outdoor TV. So we were all sitting around outside uh, watching the football game. And it was just glorious. And and Adam McNair, Adam McNair was going to be late. So I guess he felt guilty. So he had he had 36 pounds of ice delivered to my house for the cooler. And then he had uh, taquitos delivered. And then he had a round two of Marco's pizza delivered. Oh my God. So he shows up and there's all these delivery drivers coming from all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and then my brother and Dick Smokehead both told me they wouldn't come. And then both of them showed up, which mm. was kind of odd. Uh, and then people got way too drunk because I think they were just very excited. But man, I'll tell you what. Sitting outside watching football is just, I, I learned that when I used to go up to, to the Whole Foods, I actually used to put TVs out in front of it, and we'd sit out and watch football the entire season, by the way, like into January. Uh, just had to like bundle up and they'd put the heaters on. It's, I, I don't know why, it's just it's just the best, but it's you're not at the game, so like there's the bathroom and you can go in, it's just, there's, you don't have to wait in lines to buy shit, I don't know. I just, I loved it, and so that's why I put the TV outside of my house and just glorious last night. A beautiful uh, scenario to watch the football. And then... Not to make it all about me. I hit every fucking bet I made. I, I'm parlaying. I'm fucking doing point spreads. I'm doing totals. I'm doing over-unders. And I'm just fucking hitting everything. And everything I thought was going to happen in that game went down exactly the way I thought. I actually, if you recall, if you have those of you listen on Thursday's episode, Stupid Monk was up here. I wanted to take a bet with him. 
And he said he wouldn't take the bet because he wanted to bet what I bet. And then I said, okay, I'll give you that bet. And then I, that's the only bet that I lost last night. It was just spectacular. So uh, the gambling was good. The fantasy was good. But then the what really matters is that the goddamn game was great. And I got to admit, I was wrong about Amari Cooper. I thought I thought he was washed. I mean, he just always seems to be injured. He had a couple of those moments last night. He's one of those guys. I used to be a, a – well, actually, I'm a lifelong Tennessee Titans fan. Everybody knows that. But I used to follow the Washington Redskins. And uh, Morgan Moses is one of those guys. Like, I like Morgan Moses, but he was one of those guys that every single time something happened, he's rolling around on the ground. Yeah. And then a half second later, he's up there blocking, you know, fucking Aaron Donald again. Um I think Amari Cooper is one of those cats. Like, he's always just on the ground, like, grabbing something, clutching something. But he was a fucking monster last night. And CeeDee Lamb was a monster last night. Like, they just have talent all over the field. And here's the thing, Taurus. I immediately, my dad texts me, oh, look out, son. Redskins going to lose the division. Looks like the Cowboys are great because he's just a lot of fun to talk to. And he's really an optimistic guy. Um, that that's, that's a special game last night. That is kicking off the season unveiling the trophies, hanging the banners, and it's Brady and it's Dak and it's the Cowboys against the Super Bowl champions in prime time in a shootout with two offenses that can go and two defenses that look like they want to take it in the tailpipe. I don't think that means the Dallas Cowboys are 100% back. I've seen them turn in performances like that. They could very easily lose 13 to 10 to the Philadelphia Eagles. They really could. But they were impressive last night. I can't say they weren't. And, man, they took a lot of shit for giving Dak all that money and caving in or whatever, especially with the injury. But Jesus Christ, if you need a guy that can go out there and put the fucking team, what else could he have done last night, by the way? I mean, Brady turned the ball over twice. I don't think either one was necessarily his fault. Right. Um, but he had the one turnover. He was just he had so many plays tour where he's getting pressured. And you just I always just, just fucking throw the ball away. Just get rid of it. I don't need you to be a hero. But he would figure out a way to get it to a back in the flat or throw it up top and get six yards or get even more. I mean, he just is he's a top if he's healthy with those receivers, if they can get him a little bit of protection. I mean, he's just like a top five or six guy in this league. He was fantastic. And he you're right. He was heavy. He had pressure on him all night. All and night. He was making throws all night. He was just putting it on him. And then the same with Brady. I Brady is magical because he's unbelievable he's actually past the part where you have that age decline yeah and now you've achieved i know every single thing about this game and i can do it so naturally that it doesn't matter how old i am because he just knows exactly where the pockets are going to be he knows where the wide receivers are going to be and it's just every time every drive you're marching down curl route right in the gap of the zone completed it's just what he did and it, it's insane because I don't know how much of a master you have to be to be able to do that, right. but he's achieved it. He's achieved master status at the game of football. And it's crazy. There's a there's an interesting video, and I would encourage everybody to go uh, watch it. It's uh, Rogan. It's Joe Rogan talking about. Do you remember about a um, year ago? All that video came out of Mike Tyson like working the fucking speed bag and like oh, yeah. sparring in the ring, and everyone just lost their mind. Like, holy shit, this guy's a monster! It was before the Roy Jones Jr. fight. Like, he could fight, and he was talking about HGH, and he was talking about how you take like an experienced older man's fucking vision and brain um, and ability to you know suss out a situation, and then you give him the physical tools that he needs to be able to still come. I, I don't know. Brady's renowned for the, the avocado vodka and all the crazy bullshit. I do like his Subway commercials where they poke fun at the fact that he doesn't eat bread, yeah. but he's endorsing Subway. Like, <laughs> I kind of like that shtick. It's, it's funny shtick. Uh, it won't make me eat Subway, but I do like that shtick. 
Um, whatever he is doing is allowed to keep him enough of his physical tools because people were saying he had a noodle arm when he left fucking New England, and he was zipping balls in a tight coverage last night. I mean, lacing balls in between safeties and fucking cornerbacks where only his receivers could get them. Um, and him and A.B., I don't know how they have the chemistry that they do, but it's just fucking nuts. And then I, Gronk, like, with another year, on, he's Gronk again. Yeah. Do you remember when for fucking 14 weeks he was a blocking tight end? <laughs> what the fuck is – I guess maybe it's just, you know, you got to get – he took a year off. Most people can't take a year off and come back and play football. He, he needed to get that under his belt. By the way, they won a Super Bowl, and then he just looks like Gronk again out there. Yeah, two touchdowns last night. He had one catch. With a, he, Fantastic. He, he, caught like, he caught like a little six-yard hitch, and then he just rumbled for like another 11. This guy's falling off. I'm like, what fucking year is this that this is happening? He used to wear that big bionic fucking... Remember that big arm setup that yeah. he had? Looked like Megatron. Uh, there's so many stats. After last night's performance, Brady has 43 touchdown passes in season opening games. <laughs> it's just fucking unbelievable, dude. God. He's got 5,311 yards in week one starts in his fucking career. I mean, who else can say this shit? And he was just, I felt bad because Breeze was in the fucking booth, right? Like, Breeze is there... And all they're doing the whole goddamn game is talking about how Brady and the Buccaneers just mouthed through the fucking playoffs and just destroyed the Saints last year. And he has to hear all that shit. But there's a bunch of those crazy stats that were out there about, like, you know, everything that he accomplished last night. I guess he's going to pass a bunch of breezes. Uh, I think he's like 300 more yards or something. I, I forgot. There's, they listed so many different fucking accolades that he was going to have this year that I, I forgot last night. But shit, man, was it a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I was really glad uh, that, that the game was that good i just think people need it i just think everything is it's just so awful like every every time anything happens where people are involved there is just a national fucking debate about covid and whether or not it's safe and you want to kill babies and all this fucking shit i'm like i just sat down to watch the football game and it was just it was absolutely uh scratched every itch that you possibly could need also it's been just a shit summer it's just been really hot and fucking awful and, and sports haven't been that interesting for me and it was good it was good to have that back i don't know how they can't be i mean the injuries to the secondary are an issue but i just think they're gonna waltz for that division first of all i i don't see anybody if they can keep it within four to seven points of every game they're in they're gonna win yeah they're going to win. Like, who is going to be able to stop that offense if they're able to keep that unit together? They had no run production last night. None. It's It was worse. And they turned the ball over all over the place. And they still won. Still composed also. Fourth quarter, you're like, all right. Yeah. Here it comes. The whole time. And look, I don't I don't talk about the vaccination shit. And I don't fucking I don't share my feelings because I don't want anybody. To, but it is interesting that they're 100. I mean, they just seem to be locked in. I'm sure Tom Brady feels differently about vaccinations than Bruce Arians does. I'm positive he does. And yet there they all are. It just to me that's more of a symbol of their there ain't nobody that should feel comfortable we're going to go out there and beat that Buccaneers team uh this year. And there's there's some great games coming up uh this week and the Sunday night game is a good one. What is the Sunday night game? I think it's the Rams and the Bears, I believe. I think so. I know we have Chiefs Browns this week also. That's a great fucking game right there. And of course, uh, the biggest game of the week, uh the Tennessee Titans take on the Phoenix Cardinals, which I think we all know. And uh my brother was over yesterday and he goes, "Are we watching football on Sunday?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, uh, what time is the game? I was like, one. He's like, oh, who do we play? And I was like, the Cardinals. He's like, what? We're getting voicemails about that now. 
Oh, we are? Yeah. We'll play them next week on Ask Ask Shude. Oh, that's good. The, the line is 385-645-5375. Oh, people want to leave a voicemail? If you want to leave a voicemail. But I think people are starting to get a little, <laughs> little testy. About oh, they're upset about it? <laughs> You're getting them a little tilted. I don't understand. Are they on the, are they on the monkey stilts? Why is that? Why can't I root for who I want to root for? Why is that such a fucking problem for everybody? God damn. I woke up. I saw the email transcript today from another one. Fuck you. Shoot. Yeah. It's yeah. gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, I, no. get, I get one or two of those every week, though. I really do. I get one or two of those every week. Um, did you see the Cam Newton bit that he came out, I guess, yeah. did a video? Yeah. It's fine. I, I watched it. it. It was reasonable. I thought his explanation yeah. was fine. People are going to blow it out of the water because that's what they do. But I thought he was mature in the video, and I thought that, I mean, he would just it was it was true. I believed everything that he said. It's such a weird thing for to be a football fan, and I guess that I mean I would assume those guys have been in the league for just about the entire time you've been an adult football fan. And I've watched the I've watched Cam Newton get drafted. I watched Tom Brady get drafted. Well, I didn't watch him get drafted because he was taken in the sixth round. But I watched it. I've watched his entire career. I never rooted for Tom Brady once when he was with New England. Couldn't stand him. Fucking didn't. I was so tired of hearing about them, him and Belichick, and that we're not going to let anybody know. I feel so differently about him with Tampa, and I'm I'm enjoying their success. I felt the same way about Cam. I did not like him in Carolina. I didn't like the Superman routine. I didn't like the dancing after the first down. I I find all that shit disrespectful. I don't enjoy it. I don't like the hats and the the dress-up. But when he was with New England, I was rooting for him. I'm like, man, I hope he finds success up there. And I don't yeah. know if it's because it was in later parts of his career or just because it seemed like such an odd pairing at the time. And um, I agree with you. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any problem with what he said. He, he seemed to be confident in himself. Uh, he seemed to be very in touch with what took place. He said, you know, I would have happily been the backup, but they believed that would be a distraction. So I understand that. He they didn't have any so – I, I was worried he was going to come out and like – because Belichick has said nothing but nice things about Cam Newton. And yeah. I was kind of hoping that respect was there mutually. And it really does look like there is. I hope he gets another shot. I don't know where it would be. We had um, we had Matthew Collar on who uh, uh, covers the, the Vikings on the show this week. I, I don't know why they wouldn't fucking pick him up. Like, what what are they? They have no options at backup. Right. And he could certainly go in there for two or three games um, and, and force defenses to game plan for you differently. And there's fucking weapons all over the field. I think that'd be a no-brainer. Um, yeah, when it's week three and Kirk catches COVID, it's going to be. It's going to happen. You see, he said uh, he doesn't even have to catch COVID. Right. But these rules are set up for ways he just has to walk past somebody. Yeah. With fucking COVID, and that's that's it. You're out for a few days. So I don't know, but man, God damn. Did you like that game as much as I did? I loved it. I had a great time watching that game, and I didn't really have a vested interest. I thought it was just it was just fun watching football because I just turned off. I said, right. "Here we go. This is all I'm going to focus on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna watch football with my friends. It's gonna be just I'm gonna devour two Popeyes chicken sandwiches." And oh then no! It, it's, it's very sad. <laughs> they were delicious. What time of the night was this? Was oh, it early? It was still first quarter. Okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> were you done eating at that point? The third quarter was brutal for your boy. Okay. Uh, but, all right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Is it more consumption or is it a diarrhea? Or oh, I had to go upstairs. I'm telling you, man, I know everyone loves Popeyes. I know it's in vogue to praise Popeyes. I have not eaten there in the last six times that getting sick. I yeah. think it was the seltzers I had. It was a weird it was it was a weird night. I was off seltzers last night. Done with it. I was drinking I was drinking imported Oktoberfest like a gentleman. <laughs> I saw that. Like a gentleman. <laughs> I gotta give a big verbal nod to Loud Goat, who knows what I like to drink. And I gotta give a big F you to Dempsey Hamilton. I said to Dempsey, I said, Hey Dempsey, can you bring over some imported uh, Oktoberfest beers. And he said, sure. And he brought me Port City Oktoberfest beers. I like that. Imported from Alexandria, Dempsey. I mean, I have nothing against them, but Jesus fucking Christ. Imported 
lagers and pilsners. <laughs> That's what Tor and I drink. We are gentlemen. Um, quick, quick little tributary story. So I put this up on Instagram last night. Nobody really cared, but I, I, it's an interesting story. I wanted to share it. Um, we are uh, big Ron and Fez fans on this uh, show, and uh, the great Fez Watley passed away a couple of weeks ago now. And um, we did a whole tribute. If you'd like to check out some of the segments, they're on our YouTube channel. You can go to Chad Duke Show on YouTube and click subscribe. We put new stuff up there all the time. But we did interviews with uh, E-Rock and with Sam Roberts and with uh, Eastside Dave and people that knew and worked with Fez. And uh, it was nice. I enjoyed it. It was, it was sad. It was a sad time. But it was uh, nice to kind of talk about him and, and talk about his career. And uh, Fez was a, a, a Buccaneers fan. And not for his, you know, there are some years where he was having some issues where he seemed to not be as uh, in touch with his fandom. But, you know, multiple Bucks tattoos that were incorporated into the show. Uh, they reposted a, a really great picture of him where he's got a, a jersey that says gay on the back. And he's got the big crazy beard and the scarf and it's Buccaneers. And I remember when he called into the Bennington show to say that he was going to the Super Bowl. Um, that makes me happy that Fez got to go. He's a Tampa, a lifelong Tampa Bay fan, which, by the way, was really rough for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and he got to go see his team win a Super Bowl in their stadium, which is, you know, list the people that can fucking say that they did that. Um, so when Fez passed, I looked at the schedule and I saw that the Buccaneers were going. It's, it's, a, it's a little stupid little story, but it just it. You know what they say uh, in Pulp Fiction? You know, I felt the touch of God. He's not going to change the taste of Coke to Pepsi or find my fucking car keys. Jules Winfield has that whole speech about it. And I think we all have these little moments in our lives. And um, I went on to Fanatics that night and uh, I said, but I'd like to get a, a, a Buccaneers hat. I'd like to order a Buccaneers hat for. Uh, that first game of the season because I'm going to want to root for the Bucks because Fezzi was a Bucks fan, right? So I had her a hat, and I forget about it. And um, Bennington put up that post yesterday where it's Fezzi in his Buccaneers jersey. And I remembered, oh, shit, uh, I ordered that hat. I don't have it. So uh, bummer, you know, no big deal. Watch the game. It'll be fine. Right. Um, and it was here. We were here. And so generally when I get mail, it comes when I'm here doing the show. When I get home, all, all the mail's there. So I get home, the mail is there, and the hat's not there. And I was like, okay. I go to, I went to visit uh, somebody that uh, is sick yesterday, um, just to say hi and check in on him. Somebody, somebody I know has COVID. And so I went to go check in on him and say hi, make sure they were okay. Um, and I get back, and there was a box on the front doorstep, and it was this hat. Mm -hmm. It was in the box, and I and I peeled it open, and I and I pulled it out. And, I, and it was probably two or three hours before game time. I never, like UPS, FedEx, they never come to my neighborhood that late. And I remember uh, the great Ron Bennington, he told this story about uh, the day Fezzi passed away was, and he put the, there's actually a video on Instagram for it. He walked past his bagpiper and the bagpiper started playing uh, Danny Boy, which is something bagpipers do. But... Fez had requested that there be a bagpiper at his funeral playing Danny Boy. And right when Ron was walking past this guy in New York, of course, Fez was at that point dying in, in, in Florida. Um, he walked past a, a random bagpiper by himself. I watched the video playing the song and he said, was that, you know, was that Fez reaching out to me to say goodbye? He's like, I don't really believe in that stuff, but, you know, it was something to think about. I don't think Fez was sitting somewhere making sure that I had my Buccaneers hat. Like, I don't think that's what happened. I just want to make sure that I'm very clear about that. Yeah. But 
It was interesting. It, it was it was interesting, and I, and I had the thought, like, you know, I've, I've put so much energy and spent so much time listening to that show and that type of radio, and I had that plan, and I had that notion of, oh, I want to wear this hat and because I'm going to root for the Bucks tonight because Fezzi loves the Bucks, and uh, I didn't get any comm- – like, usually Fanatic sends you, like, three emails, like, your shipment is shipped or your shipment is back-ordered or do you want to combine boxwood? I didn't get any communications from them whatsoever, and I've ordered about a dozen Titans hats since then, and um, I could just get over-communicated for all that shit, and the Buccaneers hat just kind of got lost in the fucking ether, and then it just pop, it appeared, like, two hours before the game, right after I had seen that post on Bennington, and I just think it's all a happy coincidence, but – it was nice, Tori. I sat down and allowed myself to think of that. That's a nice thing that happened for whatever reason it happened. Yeah, it probably would not have changed your life or the outcome of the game at all if it had shown up today at noon. But it's it's nice when things line up like that. I don't know what that feeling is that oh washes over. You're like, oh, what? You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of you're like, this is nice but strange. And you're like, there's some little part of you that's just in the back of your mind saying, you know what's this about? I think you feel but it's nice. I don't want yeah. I don't want to get over dramatic, but I think it makes you feel a little bit connected. Yeah. Like I, you want desperately to believe that everything on this earth, we we have some sort of reason for being here, and we're all connected in some way, shape, or form. And I think it's easy for me to sit here in the greatest country in the world, and you know the fucking all the you know the the beautiful resources we have at our fingertips. Nobody that's in a place that you know where a warlord is like fucking you know enslaving his people, they're having these thoughts. Like this is a thought of convenience, but I do. I was sitting there fucking – I just remember I was watching the end of that game that the, the the Cowboys went up, and I was like, there's no fucking way the Buccaneers aren't going down this field and winning this fucking game. Like, right. There's just no fucking way. And I don't I don't know if anyone in the Buccaneers has any fucking idea that Fez Watley ever took a breath on this planet. But I just knew it. I was just sitting there. I was wearing that dumb hat, and I was saying, there's just no fucking way they're winning this game. And they walked right down the fucking field, and they scored, and it was uh, it was great. It was really cool. It was a cool evening from tape to tape. So um, I hope everybody else enjoyed themselves. I had one other thought. I know this is supposed to be a best of show, but um, I woke up this morning, and you were on my mind, Tor. Um, I woke up. That's a song, by the way. Don't get creeped out. Fucking uncomfortable son of a bitch. NBC's coverage of the Cowboys Bucks game hit a five-year high on the overnights. The fifteen point nine is up sixteen percent from last year tour. Uh, the number does not include out-of-home viewing, so the final national number is almost certain to see a big increase. That's from John Orand, who I used to have on the show quite a bit. Um, not surprising. And before anybody like everyone loves to spin the numbers and it means something politically, it doesn't. The NFL is above all of that. People were boycotting the NFL for one side of the coin for years. Now they're boycotting it for the other side of the coin. It's the Cowboys playing the Super Bowl champions with Tom Brady. You're going to get a monster. And by the way, the game was absolutely scintillating. You should right. fuck up and just enjoy the football. Um, I got up this morning and uh, the dog, the dog had woken me up. So I was, I was playing with the dog. The dog does this great bit now. I'm. It, I will never tell my wife how much I love this bit. She goes to daycare on uh, Fridays. So we have to take her to doggy daycare. She used to socialize with her dogs and stuff like that. Okay. But because I've been working from home and because I've been bringing her up here, she's she started doing this bit where my wife, she used to bound out of bed and like, oh, I'm going to daycare. Like, this is exciting. Now, when my wife's like trying to get her to go, she stays in the bed with your pal, <laughs> with Shoot. 
And my wife's like, do you want to go outside? Like, she says all the trigger words. Like, do you want to treat anything that you, gets this dog fucking moving? And she just sits there like, I ain't going nowhere. Because she knows when, uh, when the fucking shoot gets up, it's just treats. It's let's go for a car ride. Let's go see Uncle Tor. Let's rip cords out of the wall. <laughs> and so my wife's like, I don't know when this happened. She used to love all this shit. I'm like, yeah, I have no fucking idea when this happened. I gave her a slice of pizza two days ago. Um <laughs> So I love the bit. It's just one of my favorite bits. So she was she was doing the bit this morning, and she, I heard my wife like trying to negotiate with her, and I'm like, oh. she's like staying with me. Uh, so I I'd, uh, picked up the I do the the cursory bit where I wake up in the morning, and I check to make sure that uh, no catastrophes have happened because <laughs> I've had a few. Same. Um, yeah. And is my life ending yet? Uh, oh yes. Damn. Well, this sucks. I guess I'll call a lawyer. Why I put this on my story? <laughs> Why the fuck would I post this picture of my Get it down? Down. I hope she didn't see that. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of fun. I like firing off a bunch of needy tweets to famous people. That's one of my favorite things that I like to do. Mm. So I um, I woke up and I uh, I checked. Uh, I checked all the stuff, and uh, I got to let me give the guy fucking credit. I don't even know if he listens, um, but I like I, I like to give I when P, I don't like the bit where you send somebody something and they pretend like they discovered it. Now, here's the dude's name: Sam Kales is his name. I don't know if he listens, but maybe he does. And he said, um, "God damn it! Now I just lost it." Oh, I hope I'm not the 37th person to tell you this. Thank you, Sam, for that, by the way, because usually people are. Um, but it looks like the morning drive in D.C. is getting way better. And I was like, huh. Let me check my text. No, no one's offered me mornings. Um, what could he be talking about? So I uh, I just typed in radio D.C., like some vague search terms into the Twitter bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Twitter for Big 100 popped up. Big 100. Which for those of you that don't know... They pretend they're a classic rock station, and they just play a bunch of Elton John and Billy Joel. Uh, it used to be a really good, it used to be called Oldies 100 when I was a kid, and they played Oldies music. But then, of course, uh, everybody that uh, grew up with Oldies is, you know, unfortunately passing on, and radio is a cold, heartless business. So they, they keep updating it. So now it's, they play around, like I would say, late 70s, 80s, early 90s, just poppy fucking just absolutely beaten to death classic rock just the same seven songs you've heard over and over again no disrespect no disrespect um but they haven't been relevant in a hundred years as far as i know i i can't remember the last time I, I checked in a big one i used to love i used to love that station like many years ago but i haven't checked in a while yeah um i guess they announced that don geronimo is going to be the morning show of big 100 and you could have fucking knocked me over with a hair tour here's so 41 minutes what's wrong oh, you're so close <laughs> that is gonna be a zero edit proposition some that some days it's a zero edit day i'm like wow why am i getting home early and it's <laughs> i just like keeping you on your toes on oh, dude, yeah. i want to keep you on your toes i gotta drop one every once in a while you know that um i was flabbergasted um for a bunch of reasons. First of all, I, I believe the last time Don Geronimo was on the radio was on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, they had put him on an evening. I actually had him on my show to um, to kind of welcome him to the airwaves, or back to the airwaves of where he, you know, was so well known. And for, for those of you that aren't from the area, Don and Mike was, 
the biggest show for years in Washington, D.C. Just a monster, monster show. They started in mornings on WAVA, and then eventually they did uh, afternoons on WJFK, which is the station where I used to work. And um, we were on during, I believe, yes, Don and Mike were on. When we were on WJFK in evenings and then in middays, it was Don and Mike. And then Don retired, and then Mike took over. And Don then, I think he had a dalliance in Ocean City. And then he had a dalliance in, uh, I think, a little bit longer. But he was on in Sacramento for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and then he, I don't know what happened, but he started doing a podcast. Um, and then he popped up again in D.C. And he was kind of doing this evenings thing. And they wanted him to talk about sports. Uh, I know that he, I don't think, was cool with that. I think it's kind of silly to ask Don Geronimo to talk about sports. Um, I don't think he was happy there. I don't think they were happy with what was going on. And that didn't work out. And that's literally the last I've heard of him. I I. Every once in a while, I would check to see if he you know, was running his Twitter, check to see if he was doing a show, just because I grew up. One of my major influences was the Don and Mike show. I just fucking, I listened all four hours a day. I would trade tapes. If I miss, I would tape segments. I, I would buy big bricks. I've talked about this with E-Rock. Of, I used to find 120-minute cassette tapes, and I would tape the entire Don and Mike show. I have segments memorized to this day um, because I listened to them so many times, and I would trade tapes with kids at school. So I always and he we had uh, problems. Uh, he when I was first getting into radio, um, I was really into Opie and Anthony, uh, and he was having a big feud with Opie and Anthony, and it caused some problems. And you know, I think he did some pretty nasty stuff to be behind the scenes. But you know, it was so long ago at this point, and we, we talked a few times since then, and everything seemed to be fine. Um, but he's he was kind of been a, a recluse, I think, over the past few years, and. It was such a shock to see Don Geronimo is going to be and, and mornings, you know, mornings is I think most people know this that are listening to this. What I'm saying right now, that's the tit shift in radio. It goes mornings, afternoon drive, middays, evenings, overnights, weekends. That's how it goes as far as the power, uh, the power ranking at a radio station. So um, I know Mike had a him and Kirk McEwen were doing mornings on 105.7 when it was a classic rock station. That didn't seem to work out. Um I don't know. I don't feel comfortable predicting anything with this, but you know, as a talk radio fan, to see Donnie G's going to be back in Washington D.C. during doing radio, and I mean, no disrespect to the junkies, who of course you know I still have great affection for. Um, you really needed to shake up mornings in D.C. It was incredibly stale. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I even bothered to tune into a morning show. And you say you bring in a sixty-five-year-old man. Don Geronimo to Washington, D.C., I mean, of people of a certain age, there ain't no bigger name as far as radio goes. Now, I don't know how much it means to you, Tor, people that in your demographic, probably not a lot. I don't know how many of you were listening on the radio anyway or the big 100. But for me, it was pretty wild seeing that. And I could I put up a little thing on our Facebook page for the show Facebook page, and people seem to be excited. I, I'm really looking forward to tuning in. I, I wonder if he's just going to do... You know, similar shows to what he's done in the past. I, I wonder, I haven't listened to a lot of Don over the years. So I wonder how that's going to sound with years and years of, you know, what, Barstool and all these fucking podcasts and the way, it, I mean, the industry has just changed so much. And he is a fucking dyed in the wool radio guy, like one of right. the greatest. I mean, that guy could manipulate carts, like the way that he would manipulate sound effects and fucking music beds and, 
imaging. It's just no one. I've, I've never heard anyone do it like that guy. Maybe the grease man. I'd say the grease man's probably in the same category, but in a much different way. And then Don was the very first real angry. I'm going to tell the callers to fuck off. I'm going to attack the program director. Like I listened to Don and Mike way before I listened to Stern. So he was kind of my first indoctrination into, oh, I enjoy listening to someone being an asshole to people. And that's kind of, you know, based a lot of what I might do on that whole, you know, type of radio. And he was kind of the first guy I ever heard do that. Um, and he's an enigma. He's not like Mike. Like Mike is, I can, like Mike's a normal dude. Like Mike's fucking, you know, drink at a bar. He's going to go out and hang out. He's not, he's not like, you know, um, a Wendigo, you know, li- 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 living in the fucking woods and having, you know, just pictures taken. So it's it's interesting that he's coming back to do that. And I'm very in, and I, I I want to listen. I want to listen and see what it sounds like. What I, I what is I don't know. If we've ever talked about you and, and Donna Mike. Did you ever have any experience with them? I think we had a, a conversation in the because you're 23. Once. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my file on them is uh, is lacking. Actually, it's one of the, the shows I haven't uh, dove into yet. And I believe I maybe a month ago I asked you if it, if it holds up. To, to today, I don't know. There's not a and, and it's, there's there's a there's a website. I'm trying to remember, I think it's called Paint Your Bald Spot. There's a website. The website on there was just fucking. I mean, I don't. You paint your bald spot, sick. Like that. Just I have so much of that shit just burned into my brain because Don and Mike did that, and they played the Lag King tapes. Um, there's just not as much. You know, how you go to YouTube and there's just a million Stern clips and a million yeah. ONA clips. Um, I don't know why Don and Mike were syndicated all over the fucking country. I mean, they were as big as it, as big as it got. They were on the cover of um, USA Today at one point. You should look that picture up. Oh, I bet this. you can find a picture of that. It is the craziest. It is the craziest, most like late '80s, early '90s DJ photo you could possibly think of, of them on USA Today. If you can find it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't mean any disrespect at all. I don't know. I don't know if it'll hold up. I, I don't know if that type of radio can. I, I think definitely for a look in, like I'm excited to look in and listen to it, but we'll have to see. Uh, it has to be better than whatever was on Big 100. <laughs> has to be better. But Donnie's also he does his own fucking thing, man, and he. I think he's you know I think there's he's got a little bit of a reputation of being difficult to work with. Uh, I don't know if I have that reputation too, but we. I've been compared to him so many times, and it's always a compliment. Like whenever someone compares you to. A legend like that, someone that was a master of his craft, like that's something you take fucking uh, as a positive, most assuredly. But it's exciting news, man, and I, you know, exciting news for Washington, the Washington D.C., Northern Virginia area, because that show meant a lot. Uh, did you find it yet? No, I haven't found it yet. It might not be. I think, um, I think the only place I saw it, I think Mike, Mike, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green. I think the only place that I saw it was Mike used to have a bar in Old Town Manassas called O'Mara's, if you can believe it. And uh, there was a framed copy of it on the wall. I think that's the only place that I have seen it. Um, but I've been in Mike's house in Manassas once, too. It might have been there. I'm, I'm conflating the two. I don't remember. But I've never seen it online. If somebody has a picture of that fucking thing, uh, if you want to send it over to us, uh, that would be great. I do have one day I was searching through uh, before we left uh, 10800 Main Street in Fairfax, Virginia, 22030. I, uh, I was searching through one of the old uh, offices, and I found a, uh, a Don and Mike publicity photo that had. It was Don and Mike and uh, Rob A and uh, Charlie Broyhill and... Uh, Diana Silman, uh, Sherry Licker, like all this, this the old fucking cast. And it was it was great because it was fun. That was like when you worked at the radio station, you would just find like eras, like relics of bygone eras. It was it was fun to stumble across that. Was it this one? 
That is not the one I have. The one I have is they're all standing and kind of looking shocked. I don't know where the hard copy of that is. It's somewhere in my garage, but I have a picture of it that pops up on on uh, Time Hop that I always uh, I post whenever I find it. Anyway, fun news. Are you going to check that out, do you think? Yeah. I, I, you never up early enough to listen to morning radio. <laughs> what am I fucking kidding? Who am I fucking kidding? Maybe if I'm up late enough, I'll, I'll listen to it. <laughs> Going to bed, you catch the last hour or two, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Very good. What... Uh, Shit. Well, we've gone longer than I thought we would. Yeah, we're 51 minutes. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, what should we play here, then, if we were in 51 minutes? I'd say the one seed is, is the Paul Heyman. Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, we had... Uh, I was awesome. We had Paul Heyman's the best. I mean, he's just absolutely the best. We yeah. had Paul Heyman on the show this week. Uh, if you've already listened to it, listen to it again, man. He's great. Of course, the WWE's in town on a Saturday, Capital One Arena. So if you're listening to this on a Friday, you can check that out. Uh, but why not? Let's hear from Paul Heyman. He's one of the greatest talkers of all time on The Chad Duke Show. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. Autumn is in the air, everybody. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants, pumpkins, when you are grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES. It's the performance package 4.0 that I am so crazy about, everybody. It includes the weed whacker to chop your worst weeds up. It gets your nose and ear hairs all trimmed up. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 if you're looking to cozy up this fall. This trimmer is essential. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Everyone knows pumpkin spice lattes and ball deodorant go hand in hand. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at Manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. The great Paul Heyman is on the Chad Duke Show. Very excited. This man is in the middle of it all right now in the WWE, and the WWE will be here in Washington, D.C. on Saturday the 11th. That's just a couple of days away. Can't wait to actually see fans in front of SmackDown Raw superstars right there in D.C. Tickets are on sale. They are only 20 bucks. You can go to Ticketmaster.com or the Capital One Arena box office. Paul, it is great to have you, my friend. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Uh, well, first, let's start with the obvious. You're a performer. Uh, you obviously feed off the crowd. You interact with them. It seems to be a, a bit of a cat and mouse give and take with you all. How good is it doing what you do now in front of WWE fans in an arena again? Spiritually orgasmic. It has to be. Uh, you can tell with the energy already and the way that people are embracing the product being back and in front of them. And, and what an incredible time. Kudos to you and to the bloodline. My God, vanquishing John Cena, of course, dispatching Finn Balor. I would ask, like, what more worlds do you have to conquer at this point? 
Oh, there are plenty of worlds, plenty of universes, plenty of multiverses, plenty of metaverses for Roman Reigns to assert his dominance and declare all of these properties throughout the known and unknown universe, multiverse, metaverse to be the property of the tribal chief. Well, let's start there. You have been around and developed some of the the pinnacle of the talent in this industry, whether it's for the WWE or other promotions. You always seem to have had an eye for this. But just as far as pound for pound gifted athletes that you have worked with, w- where does Roman Reigns rank on that list? At the very top, uh, at, and, at, and at the very top as a performer as well. Uh, n- not, not discounting the the athletic endeavors and and the athletic success and the athletic ability of Brock Lesnar, who was a once ever athlete as well. Uh, Roman Reigns also needs to go down in history as one of the greatest performers in the history of sports entertainment, if not the greatest of all time. I, I think that you, people say that and they say that's Paul Heyman doing his job. But when you speak about, you know, first of all, the family and the expectation there and then to be in one of the biggest stables of all time, the shield and to go through what he's gone with his health and to come back and kind of redefine himself with his family and with your guidance. I mean, trials and tribulations, there's not struggle. You know, you're not going to find a lot of success without struggles. He's had it all despite how gifted he is. And I think that's a main reason why he finds himself kind of at the tip of the spear of the business right now. I I can understand why some people would, would, would perceive that I embellish or that I exaggerate or that a lot of what I say is hyperbole. But I would also suggest that the reason... Brock Lesnar and I were such a successful combination for two decades is because I didn't have to think about what I was going to say. Hmm. There's nothing I said that wasn't true. It's like the first time I came back in 2012 and I, I made mention of the fact that Brock was the only person in history to hold the NCAA Division I Heavyweight Championship, the UFC Heavyweight Championship, and the WWE Heavyweight Championship. And everybody sat there and went, ooh, I never looked at it that way. Uh, I, I don't have to hype up Brock Lesnar, and I don't have to hype up Roman Reigns. Uh, that's what makes my job as special counsel so easy. It, it's so easy because all I have to do is be authentic. All I have to do is speak the truth. And the truth is that Roman Reigns is the best on the face of the planet right now and the greatest of all time. You're in a tight spot, though, as we all know. And I, I had a question for you. You were asked this question by the Usos on SmackDown a couple of a weeks back after Brock Lesnar had returned and uh, surprised everybody in the business. And they asked you point blank, did you know he was coming back? You denied it. But I, I'd love to know how much in contact you've been with Brock. Did you know that he had an inkling of wanting to get back into the ring? Did you know that he wanted to get back into a ring that Roman Reigns was in? How, how much did you know at that point? I mean, do you really think that Brock Lesnar needs my permission to do to do anything that he wants to do? And, you know, I mean, do you really think he, you know, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? But that's not that's not what Brock Lesnar does. But Brock Lesnar makes a decision. He does whatever the hell he wants to do, and everybody else on the face of the planet just has to deal with the fallout from it. That's it. That's what, that's what Brock Lesnar is. He doesn't he doesn't ask permission. You know, you know, he doesn't seek guidance in advance of his decisions. He makes his decisions, he invades whatever territory or platform he feels like invading. He conquers everything in his sight. 
And then everybody has to sit there and say, oh, okay, what do we do from here? I would I would take you at your word, but you did receive a phone call from Brock Lesnar on SmackDown where he still felt comfortable enough to convey a message. Hey, I'm showing up on SmackDown on Friday. Uh, you're the guy he called for that to give that message to Roman Reigns. It, it seems like there's still quite a relationship there. Of course, there's a relationship there. Look, look, look at the history that we carved out together over the course of 20 years. How could Brock Lesnar not want to inform me that he's coming to Madison Square Garden? Why wouldn't he want to get the hype associated with coming to Madison Square Garden by calling me on live television? What a magnificent publicity stunt by Brock Lesnar. And I applaud him for learning from me after all of these years and during all of these years how to get your name out into the headlines without ever people seeing you or even hearing your voice what a coup by brock lesnar on live friday night television yeah and they're gonna be able this friday night eight o'clock fox prime time uh brock is showing up and i would assume he's going to want to at least communicate in some way shape or form with the tribal chief the great paul Heyman is on the chad duke show at Heyman hustle on twitter and of course instagram at paul Heyman. talk to me about the the super shows it's not often you get to see how shows are great great energy you get to see stuff you normally wouldn't when you have to take television into consideration if nobody's ever been to them they're less expensive i i love of them you don't often get to see the champion at a, at a house show not only are you going to see roman reigns you're going to see the usos you, you've been through a lot of these paul talk a little bit about for my audience maybe people that are on the fence what is the difference between going to see this product live as opposed to watching it on television well, on television, it's like it's, it's like watching a vid- it's like watching a video of, of of a music festival or 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 you know those college games and the videos always go viral, and before the teams come out, they play jump around and the entire audience is bopping up and down and going crazy. Sure. That's that's what it's like doing a Roman Reigns match now. Uh, we. Uh, we were on Fox Live last Friday, and Roman Reigns successfully, of course, defended the Universal Championship against Finn Balor. And this is actually caught on camera, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm semi embarrassed by it because of that. Uh, but there's a moment where, if, if you look, I I'm looking around the arena, and I'm realizing not only is everybody standing, because standing doesn't really mean a lot. Because if people in the front row stand, people behind them are going to stand, and people behind them are going to stand, and people behind them are going to stand. But these people were standing, and they're flailing their arms, and they're jumping up and down, and they're going crazy, and they're screaming, and they're having the time of their lives, the absolute time of their lives, uh, just taking a look at and understanding and, and acknowledging the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And to me, that's just the greatest atmosphere that you can be a part of. And people can be a part of it live when Roman Reigns and the Usos, the most progressive, the most transformative tag team of the past 20 years, appear live this weekend. 
It's going to be tremendous. You can go to the Capital One Arena box office or Ticketmaster.com. You made some headlines. Gable Stevenson's a guy that has been linked to the WWE for a long time, linked to you specifically. You you have this is a guy that everyone's well aware of, but people benefit when they ally themselves with you when they take your counsel. How interested would you be into welcoming into the fold? Well, I mean, you know. Knowing someone behind the scenes and helping them behind the scenes. And I've known the Stevenson family for, for several years now. Hmm. I introduced Gable to Brock Lesnar, who helped train Gable for the NCAA Division One Heavyweight Championship, the Dan Gable Trophy, uh, the Olympics, and the gold medal that Gable Stevenson won. Uh, so, And I know Gable's brother, Bobby Stevenson, who is now part of NXT. So I, uh, I've known the family for quite a long time. Now, does that mean that Gable Stevenson, Olympic gold medalist, one of the hottest sports properties on the face of the planet today, becomes a Paul Heyman guy? If he continues his trajectory, if he continues on the navigation that he's on at the moment, it's certainly a consideration. It's no one, it's no one to just turn my back on. And it's someone that I have great respect and admiration for. Uh, let's not put that pressure on Gable Stevenson to live up to the accomplishments of people that have been on television with Paul Heyman quite just yet. Let's let him understand what he's getting himself into. Make a career choice and then train as only Gable Stevenson can train. And then let's see what happens when he debuts on television. Uh, two, two days from now, when you are on SmackDown, you're in Madison Square Garden. You know, that's where people go to watch professional wrestling when it means a lot. If you're standing in the ring and Roman Reigns is in that ring and Brock Lesnar is in that ring, how, give me a thumbnail of how you think that's going to go, Paul. Either really, 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 really good for Paul Heyman, or really, 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 really bad for Paul Heyman. It will be to borrow an expression from an earlier part of my life quite extreme no matter what <laughs> you do seem to find yourself in the center of a bunch of professional wrestling hurricanes on a, on a very it doesn't seem to matter the date on the calendar either paul it seems to be on the present i'm a storm chaser <laughs> that's a great way to call it heymanhustle.com at heymanhustle on twitter and paul heyman on instagram and make sure you get out there capital one arena the wwe is back in washington dc very excited tickets starting at 20 bucks paul it is a pleasure as you pointed out earlier in this interview always a pleasure speaking to you thank you for your time i concur with your assessment <laughs> the great paul heyman everybody on the chad duke show Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. Just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Oh, solid dudes, we live in a blessed time. We live in a time where you can order Texas trays, salsa, shovels, anywhere. And it also starts on needles. So that's right. Anyway, you're listening to the sound of my melodious voice. You can go to texastrays.com and use the promo code DUKES10. That's DUKES, the number 10. No spaces, you silly geese. Do that at checkout. You're going to get $10 off your entire order. You can't beat it. These are the best 
tortilla chips. I see it each and every day. Each and every day, people are tagging me saying, Dukes, I live in Utah. Dukes, I live in Oregon. I order Texas trays. They're absolutely spectacular. I see people giving them as birthday gifts, for God's sake. Small batch mate. They are kettle-style tortilla chips. Don't know how he does it. Don't care how he does it. Absolutely delicious. They are gluten-free if you care about that sort of thing. Look, I like the spicy ones. I like the chipotle ones. If someone's going to have some mild-ass fucking weak salsa. Just get those spicy Texas Trays chips. Dip them right in. Instant flavor. The barbecue is delicious. You'll love them. Of course, available at Commonwealth Dry Goods as well. TexasTrays.com. Use the promo code DUKES10, no spaces, at checkout for $10 off your order to D. You can always donate to The Chad Duke Show using the Donate tab on ChadDukeShow.com. You'll help us keep improving the product, and you'll earn yourself a verbal nod on the next episode. We thank you for your support, friendos. Thank you to the great Paul Heyman for coming on the show this week. It was great. We had a uh, solid week of shows, and uh, didn't get to play as many of the segments as much because, boy, I was a bit long-winded. I had quite a bit. If I, I was garrulous, loquacious, even chatty. Um, that being said, uh, if you would like to hear more of the show, we invite you to go to ChadDukeShow.com and subscribe. It's uh, it ain't that expensive. It's a, it's less than a meal at Wendy's, as we learned during the oh, fucking man. BMI. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, I don't know if that's your typical meal. Yeah, it was an Ant Man meal. <laughs> I don't know if a typical meal is nineteen. I had to pay nineteen dollars at Wendy's. Right? Well, you ordered a lot of food. Is the reason why that happened. Um, so he, uh, that was a good segment though this week. So check that out. It's uh, and you get the whole back catalog, by the way. So if you're sitting there saying, boy, I need a new show to listen to and you haven't subscribed, well, you're going to get a shitload of fucking content if you subscribe right now. So that'll be good. Uh, speaking of content, if you are listening to this on Friday, uh, tonight I will be on facebook.com slash Tad Duke show gaming. You say Duke, that's lame. You're going to be uh, gaming on the internet in front of people on a Friday night. Yep. That's what I'm going to be doing. I hit it a little bit too hard last night watching football, and the wife and I went, and Wednesday went out for dinner, and there was a bartender there that we know, and he's like, have you had Old Crow? And I said, what? And then by that time, I had taken three shots of fucking Old Crow on a Wednesday. I'm like, all right, we're going to need to back it down a little bit on Friday before we hit that weekend. I'm actually kind of glad I got work tonight because oh, I don't know what going out would be. Fuck that, man. <laughs> well, I got to work at, I'm working at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday, too, so it's like I got to be able to get up and function and talk to people. You know, usually I'm just talking to you, for God's sakes, on the internet. I'm usually talking to a fucking monitor. Uh, so tonight, Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show Gaming. Uh, basically, we shoot shit, go back and forth. I don't know what I'm playing tonight, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun either way, and we have a good group over there. And then if you would like to support the small business, I'll be working at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. If you want to talk some foosball, come on by. We can talk about the game, talk about Donnie G, whatever you want. And we got uh, all kinds of delicious stuff over there, including the Texas Trays, which is the absolute best chip in the world. So Commonwealth Dry Goods Saturday. I'll be there all day. You can go to add Commonwealth Dry Goods on Instagram for details. Tour, that's the wrong button. I'm a fucking, we've only been doing it for almost a year. I'm going to get that fucking button right. I'm going to get that button right at some point, place, and time. All right. Uh, thank you to you, my friend. Anything for you to promote? Uh, Chad Duke Show on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Chad Duke Show. You'll be able to see uh, all the videos that we've posted. It is free. All we ask is that you subscribe and uh, like the channel. Yeah, put a like. And if you could take it easy on the nasty comments, that'd be great. I really would appreciate that. YouTube is can get a little ripe over there. But yeah, thank you to Tor and uh, E-Rock. We're doing a good job of getting that shit 
up there. Uh, new stuff going up every week for free on our YouTube channel. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. I hope I see some of you tonight in the gaming stream. I hope you see some of you on Saturday at Commonwealth Dry Goods. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, I will meet you back here. We will meet you back here Monday for a brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show. Roll out the trash cans. You're still alive.